Design Guy, Episode 21. Design Guy here. Welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. Now we're talking about the formal elements, which we've identified as the building blocks of two-dimensional design. And to that end, we've touched on line and shape so far, and just enough to convey their importance without getting too in-depth or technical. And I'd like to do the same today with color. Now, color is a pretty broad topic, and we could speak about it at length for many episodes, and the temptation is to get technical. Uh, there's a ton of information that we ought to know about color. For starters, we hear about additive and subtractive color and the issue of color management. And then we hear about proprietary tools like the Pantone matching system and all those color models that we've heard of since kindergarten, the color wheels that help us identify relationships between colors. We use terms like primary, secondary, complementary, split complementary, analogous colors to name some of those relationships. And of course, there are what you might call the anatomical aspects of color, hue and saturation, etc. All these things and more really are essential to your education as a designer, and hopefully we'll have the opportunity to explore some of these aspects in the future. And these considerations give you the technical foundation that you need in order to deploy color successfully in your projects. But today, I just want to offer some basic thoughts on how we should think about color. And this has more to do with communication than anything else. Because in the final analysis, designers use color to convey meaning, whether that's through obvious color symbolism or just more subliminally to strike a certain mood. Color specialist Latrice Eisman says it this way. She says, figure out the thing that color does. Being the complicated creatures that we are, our reactions go well beyond the physical phenomena of color. They go to the psychological response. If lavender appears lighter than purple, it is purely a sensory occurrence. It is simply what we see. But if lavender suggests a feeling of nostalgia or romance, then psychological reactions are brought into play. End of quotation. So the big idea is that we associate color with certain things, and as a result, we react to color. We respond to color. For example, we speak in terms of color temperature. There are warm colors and there are cool colors, and there's a host of in-between states where warm and cool colors mix. And the meaning gets more nuanced and subtle, but we react to all these colors. They impact us. And we may have our own personal feelings about certain colors, but the designer's job usually is to set aside our individual feelings or preferences and play to general perceptions. For example, green typically stands for the growth and vitality that we associate with vegetation and, and nature. And so we can play to that perception when appropriate. I recently had some involvement in the development of a corporate logo where green was employed to mean environmentally friendly, which is a popular cliche that I actually wanted to resist at first because it is such a cliche and because I think people grow cynical about those kinds of cliches, but it became inescapable in the end. 
the meaning of green in this case was too central to the message that this corporate mark needed to embody. Now, as designers, our typical use of color is through our software applications. And in these applications, we label them with Pantone or hexadecimal or RGB values. Not very emotionally charging. And that's a potential problem for us because they're just numbers. They're abstract. And this could have a sterilizing effect. But there's a wonderful antidote for this. There's a way to emotionally charge those colors again with meaning, and that's to put descriptive names on colors. My favorite way of doing this or reminding myself of this kind of thing is to spend a little time over by the paint swatches in a place like Lowe's or Home Depot. Here you'll find wonderfully evocative names for color, names that are designed to stir up emotion, not just paint. A certain shade of green, for example, isn't called green, it's called wasabi, uh, or a certain blue is called ocean whisper, or a soft brown is called wicker, or sataki. You get the idea. If you think about it, we were first acquainted with such associations when we were just tykes with our boxes of Crayolas, where we discovered names for colors like burnt sienna. The best thing that I've read on color lately comes from a book I have published by Pottery Barn, of all places. It's called Bathrooms, Ideas and Inspirations for Stylish Bathing Spaces. And they've got a section on color in which they say the following. Color is a science and an art. In simple terms, the science of color has to do with light, while the art of color revolves around pigment. But the art of color also deals with chemistry, the chemistry of emotion. It's a pleasure to find the different combinations of hues that create a happy visual experience and express your own color point of view. To choose colors for your bathroom, simply look at what you love and what you love to live with. End of quotation. I like these thoughts because it reminds me that in a real sense, designers are creating places. We're creating experiences and that we can use color to push all the appropriate emotional buttons in our audience. And in this way, color is strategic. It's yet another example of that analogy that we used early on about the opening moves in a chess game. All these formal elements are strategic. They set up things to follow. They frame our project. So to summarize, it's important that we gain technical knowledge about color, but ultimately this knowledge should serve the goal that Latrice Eisman identified, which is to figure out the thing that color does, figure out how you want to impact your audience, and then choose colors that will cause the desired effect. That's all for today. I want to thank you again for listening. If you'd like a transcript of the program, visit the webpage at designguyshow.blogspot.com. Music is by kcentricity.com. I thank you again for listening in. I hope to have you back again.